previously on Attempted Adventure. I and my uh, compatriots are here to escort you to your performance. And as you ride into town, you see Grum Humdunger. And thank you all for escorting the lovely Miss Pristine here. The rest of the festival is going to go off without a hitch. I just know it's the sun sets perfectly. This haunting melody with it. These glittering lights dance across the sky. And as this is happening, the world stops. You see a bright red flash and then a crackle of lightning. A streak of dazzling red. It shoots off like a firework in all directions. Do you guys smell a quest coming on? We gotta go check that out ASAP. You see five sparkling red pristine feathers. Fine, perfectly crafted grains of sparkling sand. Within the hour and a half that it took you to get up here, this thing has gone away. This uh, creature went that way. This away! adventurer are you ready to give it a try you guys are following uh tracks and debris uh due north and as you travel uh the sun begins to rise and upon morning you find yourselves entering a small town at the gates of which the southern gates of which you see a big sign that reads conistry as you enter this town. It's early morning, but the farms are already being worked. People are already going to and from uh, their various places. And there are a lot of people here, all very nicely dressed, all very busy. Um, and you have free reign of this town, uh, whatever you would like to do. As you enter the town, however, uh, you see upon the ground that as daylight has come and people have begun to move, you cannot find the tracks beneath the footprints of people going about their day-to-day -day lives anymore. The tracks have been completely disrupted um, from the still night that it must have been as this creature traveled through the town. So you no longer see the tracks. Um, what do you want to do? Wait, can I ask a question before? Mm-hmm. Uh, were the tracks, like, like bird-like, or were they, like, could we, like differentiate like what kind of made the tracks so if you'll remember you all actually didn't have a great investigation role the most you could find was um the most amount of debris and kind of disruption happening so it wasn't any kind of really like footstep tracks it was more like broken branches disrupted grass um like that weird sand now and then mm, almost like the thing wasn't touching the earth Hmm. Or we're blind and stupid. Both are equal possibilities. Also, none of you are rangers, I will say. <laughs> I don't remember what I am. Oh, I'm you're, a rogue. You're a rogue. Thank you. I remembered. 
What do we do? I know nothing. I'm literally just following the group at this point, so. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and punch the road to see if it makes the tracks <laughs> come back. <laughs> yes. Actually, it does. No. no. It does You've solved my puzzle. <laughs> you punch the road. Ouch, Jamie. Make oh, a... Make a constitution ch ch uh, saving throw. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a six. You hurt your hand. Take one damage. Aw. Heh heh I mean, I guess the thing to do would be to, like, ask people about if they saw anything falling from the sky, but that's meta because I don't even know anything fell from the sky, really, because I didn't see it. I've only heard tell of it from my fellow adventurers. Mm -hmm. Time stopped. We found the feathers. Mm -hmm. We determined that we wanted to go find the bird. Mm -hmm. Did time unstop? Yeah, time unstopped before you left Hayesvale Canyon. Um, don't forget that when time stopped, you saw a giant red comet plummet towards the sky and firework off in all directions. And the base of the comet hit the ground and you found the feathers in a giant crater. Oh, I didn't realize the comet broke up. Yep, the comet broke up. You found uh, a huge crater with an indent that you couldn't like recognize the shape of where you found the five feathers, some miscellaneous debris and a bunch of that weird sand. Okay, so we're chasing that space egg. Space, space egg. egg. Mm -hmm. Not like a regular egg. Is there anyone on the road? There's plenty of people on the road. You are now in the southern like en uh, entrance to town, so like where you see that horse barn I have on the far right, you're about there where it stops being a dirt road and be starts being like a paved road, like a brick a brick laid road. Um, oh, nice. And uh, you have a few roads ahead of you. You can either go left down the remainder of that um, dirt road that kind of goes along the farmlands, or you can go straight uh, on either the left or right fork of this paved road. I look to Isla, the leader. Oh, God. I also look to Isla, the leader. I don't know if it's too meta. I would. I want to go to C1. Uh. Yeah, I mean, towards the center of town, you mean? You would be trying to get towards the center yeah. of town? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That is the correct choice. <laughs> I feel like I, like, yeah, I just venture, I'm just going to go straight up the road, kind of like taking in the scenery and like looking around and. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just going to keep going straight. Does it, everyone like looks normal? Like they don't look like they've just seen something very strange happen. Not at all. Actually, as you guys are walking through this town, you notice that it is a very, very diverse town. There's um, a lot of humans. Uh, you see a couple of half-elves. There seems to be a very prominent dwarf community in this town. Um, and you see the occasional wood elf pass by in this kind of like, almost like ranger uniform equipped with um, bows, arrows, um, rapiers, things like that, like as if they're ready to go out and hunt at a at a moment's whim. Um, and as you guys walk down this main strip, you finally come to almost like a city center, where in the center of the this like kind of um, paver pavilion in the center of the town, uh, there is a large statue of a wood elf woman holding her hand aloft, 
And she's in a very like old fashioned version of kind of what you've seen some of the wood elves in this town wearing. And she's got a butterfly sitting gently upon her finger. It's like expertly carved out of stone. Um, And as you look around to the kind of like northeast of this town center is a big brick building with a big wooden hand carved wooden sign that says town hall above it. And lots of other buildings, which I didn't give names or reasons. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna grab like a gregarious looking dwarf and greet him in dwarvish, or them in dwarvish, and say what? I'm gonna be like, "Hail and well met." We're looking for that big space egg. Uh, you grab a dwarf uh, from behind, and as you turn them around, as they turn around to look at you, uh, you notice that is a uh, dwarven woman covered in soot. And she hears what you say and kind of ponders on it a second and then says, uh, I'm sorry, lad. I, I cannot say that I know what you're talking about. A, a, a large space a, egg? You didn't see like a red meteor last night? I can't you say that I did. No, I saw um, a little bit of a red storm, but uh, no red meteor. I think I would have noticed. Okay, and what's the weirdest bird you've seen recently? How about that? <laughs> Is this like a, a, a newcomer's trivia? Because I, I We don't... are on a quest! <laughs> That's great for you. I have a day job, so I'll be going. Nice to meet you. <laughs> she like starts to like loosen her grip from you and like walks away. Okay, I look at my friends like, I I tried. You're fucking balls in your court now. <laughs> Good effort, Mido. Loved it. Thank you. Okay. Um, I'm guessing there's other people walking around. I'm looking for like a ranger type person. I'm fully, I'm like hanging back every time she approaches a wood elf rangery okay, type. You're trying to approach one of the wood elf rangers? Yes. Okay, as you are, like, standing here in the city center, kind of looking around, you see um, uh, an older wood elf talking to two kind of uh, frailer, younger prospects. He seems to be wearing a bit of, like, a more decked-out ranger's uniform. Um, Do you approach him? I do. I say, hail and well met. Hail, yes. My name is Isla, Isla Brooks. It's a pleasure to meet you. It's, uh... Nice to meet you as well. How may I be of service? I'm sorry. My name is um, Garidriel. What's that one more time? Garidriel. G-E-R-I-D-R-I-E-L. Sure. Ghirardelli, my favorite chocolate. <laughs> oh, I knew there was going to be a name joke in this app. <laughs> I'm sorry to, to bother you guys, but I have one quick question. And I pulled the feather out of my, wherever I held it. Mm-hmm. And like, do you recognize this? So he gently puts his hand out and asks to take it from you. I let him. Okay. He takes it very gingerly and kind of pinches it between two fingers and looks it over. And um, after a few moments of thought, he hands it back to you and he says, I'm sorry, I don't recognize this. It's not from any creature I've ever seen. Where may I ask where you found it? In a giant crater? There 
was no creature nearby, no discernible creature tracks? No. Did you did you follow right. something that brought you here to believe that it was in our town? Oh yes, yes we did. <laughs> okay, what um I don't remember. They were you didn't really actually. You followed like debris and sand and by the time you got to the town everything was all kicked up from people walking the streets. Oh, okay. Um, so there was no like claw marks or anything like that, and you haven't even found another feather. You've just found like the occasional trickle of sand and like broken bushes and things like that, like something pushed through. He says, "Well, uh, it obviously seems most likely to be a large bird. I can't say that I have ever seen a creature that a feather this red or large would come from. I'm sorry, but I'm." I'm the head of the Rangers Association, so I will I will have some of my rangers keep an eye out for any tracks that may sync up with, with this creature that you're searching for. All right? Thank you very much. You're welcome. He, like, goes to turn to uh, talk to the two ranger elves that he was speaking to before, and as he does, one of them pipes up and kind of turns towards you, and she says, Um, I'm sorry, but I, I can't help... I couldn't help but overhear and see what you were talking about. I believe that I saw a young girl with a feather very much like that down at the southern pond in town. I don't know if a that lead. helps. Okay. That is a lead. Huzzah! All right. <laughs> what my friend Mido is trying to say is thank you. Right, Mido? <laughs> I'm gone. I'm booking. I don't oh, want to okay. be near the other elves. I'm afraid they will bully me. So <laughs> as You're soon as I heard information i'm gone you're welcome all right you'd better catch did i get the feather back yes you did all right we're heading in that direction okay um which way do you go you just go back the way you came yeah we just follow that way back okay as you circle around uh you notice that this area is a little less developed there is of course a few farms um on the southern edge of town um but there's not as many buildings as there were towards the center and northern end of town and they actually look a lot older, like these were maybe some of the original buildings from the town. Like the town was a lot smaller and hasn't really been <clears throat> uh, developed all in one area. And as you approach the southern pond, you see a very small girl standing over the water, looking at her reflection. Um, do you approach? Yeah, I jump in the water. <laughs> okay. To what end? What do you mean? She Why? Like a fancy dive. I'm, I'm a water genasi and I liked it. <laughs> okay, you splash the little girl and she screams. Oh no! That's she not jumps what I back wanted. from the water and she's upset. Oh, I pop up and I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> uh, she's like. Possible reason would you have for jumping in the water and getting my pretty dress all wet? <laughs> I'm sorry, was something about that funny to you, Allie? <laughs> I'm just so excited to make this NPC talk a lot and just Perfectly say really splendid. complicated Perfectly multisyllabic splendid. words all night long. Oh my god. Um I'm sorry, I just saw the water and couldn't help it. I'm, my name's Isla, Isla Brooks. Um, 
Okay, Isla, my name is Marsha. It's a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure. Now tell me, will you be paying for my dry cleaning? Definitely. But? Seems like there was going Only to be a but. Wait, Only if Isla, you don't you have out. some kind of water spell to, like, dry her dress out? Do you have, like, a... I think Janassi's naturally just have make water or something like that. We really do. Damn. I can make her more wet, but it's gross. You it doesn't seem like do she it. Bet. Um, uh, make a perception check while you're talking to Marsha. I can't. Okay. A two. Okay, that's fine. Uh, is anybody else approaching while Isla is talking to Marsha? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to yeah. roll, please. I got 15. Um, Mido, as you are watching this, uh, as you are watching Isla try to persuade Marsha and calm her down after splashing her, uh, you see that she has uh, a glint of red tucked into the sash tied around her waist. Ahoy! She turns startled to you. Ahoy? Uh, <laughs> that really just came out. I... I said ahoy. We are, do you know? Do you both know that we're not on a body of water? This is a very small pond. May I ask where you found that feather? She looks down uh, and pulls it out of her waistband and kind of tucks it closer to her shoulder away from you. And she says, I found it on the ground this morning. Find us keepers. You mayn't have oh, it. I was just... Just asking because we found similar feathers and we want to, we're on a quest. I pull out one of my feathers. She kind of looks at it longingly as if she's like uh, kind of going in over in her head ways that she could possibly get it from you. And she says, I hold it out of reach, but ask her, did you see what made this feather? No, I, like I said, I found it. Uh, this morning on the ground when I was taking my morning walk to the water well, and then I came here to the pond to look at my reflection and see um, what kind of fashions would look best for me to be wearing it. I'll tell you, I am coming closer and closer to cutting it up into little bits and turning it into some sort of, like, red feather necklace, because, well, see, there's just not enough of it to be really dazzling on my tiny body. Really is horrified. <laughs> so you spent... All morning around various bodies of water, and now you're upset that you got splashed a little bit? To be fair, there's not really usually large women in the bodies of water splashing water up onto me. My pretty little dresses rarely get wet. Would you show us where you found the feather? Um, uh, let's, hmm. Should we make a trade? No. I'm no. into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the first word he says. Doesn't talk no. much, but I don't no. like the words he says. I do not like children. <laughs> oh, well, I don't like strange men in chef's clothing who stare at me. How's that feel? Eh, comsi comsa. What would you say to if I led you to where I found this feather, if you gave me that one? And she points to the one that Billy is holding. No. <laughs> <laughs> But when we find the great bird that molted these feathers, they're going to want them back. I look at Mido with a very confused look on my face. 
Because Blackbird wants their own feathers back. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. <laughs> what are we going to do? Stab them back in the belt? That makes no sense. <laughs> ah, ow! Ah! <laughs> oh, that's how we earned its trust. <laughs> we jabbed it with its own leavings. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone like stabbing you with your toenail clippings. Ew. Um, um I look at the I look at the small girl and say very well. Show us the spot and we will give you one feather. Well see now the way you say that it makes it sound like you have more than one feather, doesn't it? If we do it does not matter. You will receive one feather in return for showing us the spot where you found this feather you have tucked in your very pretty sash. And thank you. Um, make a- and you'll be contributing to a noble quest. Make As a 10-year-old, a- I don't think you care, but it is true, it is a noble quest. Make a group persuasion check. Oh, no. Not not 20. Oh, it was a crit fail. 23. Oh, she's not talking, though. It's true. Billy has not spoken in a moment. Crit she fail said no. And a two versus a twenty and a twenty-three. Oh, that passes. Sick. Was that yeah. low? Which? <laughs> oh uh, no! I mean, it was you know, it was a like mid-high DC. But it, as long as half the party passes on a group check, you, you're good. Oh. So, um. She agrees, and she tucks her her feather back into her sash, and she starts walking you back westward toward uh, the northwest part of town. And it's it's a very slow walk. She's got very short legs, but as you are walking, um, everybody make a perception check. Thirteen. Fifteen. Nineteen. Five. <laughs> Everybody but Isla sees a crackle of red static all around you. Not in the sky, like lightning, but kind of around you on the horizon. And you can almost feel the static electricity on your skin. And all of a sudden, after this, which Isla, you didn't see, so all of a sudden to you, it's nighttime. And... The houses that are being built in the building developments and the old houses and new houses of this town that is rapidly on the rise are crumbling and burning, and the smell of singed flesh fills your noses. It's not a quiet sunny morning in a farm town. Now it is a rampant, warring village. There is murder in the streets. There are human men chasing down women and children and elves and dwarves in the streets, and there is the sounds of slaughter and fighting all around you. You are where you are standing before, but there are different buildings, new buildings all around you, and you find yourself standing in an alley between two very tall, multiple-story buildings, one of which is on fire, very much on fire to your left, and uh, the other of which is boarded up and quiet. What do you do? Marsha sees this too, and no one else from the town that you saw walking beside you is there. These are all new people. Wait, I do or I don't see this? You see this. Um, Marsha sees this too. Marsha's there. But Isla, you, you, the only thing that you didn't see, Isla, was the static electricity. So this just all of a sudden oh, happened okay. to you. 
So um, the people running around, do they notice that four, five people have just like flashed into existence or are we not, they don't notice us? They don't notice you. Uh, they're all pretty preoccupied trying to escape whatever um, kind of torment is upon them. But uh, you also appeared in an alley between two buildings, whereas before you were kind of like on a side street. But you oh, are okay. between kind of like two cramped buildings behind a couple like barrels or dumpsters or something. Um, I draw my sword, my rapier. Okay. I look around for cover. You have it. You you are as out of the way as you think you possibly could be right now, but sandwiched Even between these the two buildings. Even with the burning building, though? Like, are we in danger from the burning building next to us? Um, make a survival check. Uh, 12. Uh, all you can tell is that the hottest fire is at the top of the building right now. You can't tell how good the structure of this building is. Um, all you can really tell is that it, this is one of the tallest buildings you've ever seen, and you have no idea how a fire at the top of it would interact with you being on the ground floor. How tall is it? Like, number of stories? About six. Oh, okay. How far from the end of the alleyway are we? Uh, I would say maybe about 10 or 15 feet. You're tucked behind, like, a couple, like, storage crates or, like, a, a dumpster or okay. something. You can't really make out what it is. It's a dead-end alleyway. There's not two exits. Um, make a investigation check. It's filled with trash. Uh, 17. Uh, you poke around a bit and you see that at the end there is this kind of, like, strange metal fencing. Uh, that a corner of which is being pulled up, and you could pretty easily slip underneath it. And That's get the out. only exit, though? Unless you want to go out into the street. So it's um, either into the street or under the fence. Gotcha. I just want to, like, poke my head into the street to see what's going on out there. Make a, Can you make a stealth check for me? Sure. Uh, 18. Okay. You um, very expertly poke your head out into the street, and you see... Three human men on horses uh, wearing black skull masks riding uh, through the streets with their swords out on either side uh, following escaping people of all types. They are chasing them down in the streets and you narrowly are you're almost clipped by one as it zooms past you. The horse's knees at, at uh, just about your head Um it seems like there is a band of marauders or some militia or something uh, ravaging this town and taking it for their own. Okay. Um, just placement question. We were on that outside road almost out of town, right? Uh, no, she was actually bringing you up towards the left or left center side of town. So when you, you came up, kind of the center road and took a left at that fork before you got to the center of the town. And then she was taking you down like a side road um, on that side between the houses between or um, to kind of get towards the center of town. It's not marked on your map. Oh, There's just kind okay. of like little dirt paths between the houses. You were on one of those. I turn around to my friends, well, friends, my adventuring party and say, wow. we have known each other for two days. Whatever. <laughs> We we fucking tripped together, bro. We we went yeah, to that. You're right. Coachella, um, fantasy Coachella, fantasy Coachella. Uh, I turn to my adventuring group and inform them that the town is under attack by uh, what looks like some kind of uh, death cult. Not if I can help it. No, no, no. We are leaving. We are I obviously over. I walked so much faster than you. I'm past you already. I'm on my way out. 
Isla also wants to make a power move, and I don't know if... Well, I have to ask you first, Jamie. I have Create Water, mm -hmm. and I want to... And it says it can rain down mm -hmm. in a 30-foot cube. Can I, like, put out the fire on that, the burning building? Can you Ooh. aim into a building you can't see in? Does it say anything about limitations on that? Because the only way you could do it is if you could aim into the building. No, but if it's on top, shouldn't he, shouldn't she aim over the top of the building? Like no, it's it's in the top floor. It's not on top of the building. Oh, sorry. You could try. The burning building is six stories. How tall is the one on our right that's not on fire? Uh, two stories. Um. Okay. Cool. I would love to do something. Okay. Did the bad guys pass? The bad guys passed when Matt looked out into the alley. Yes, but uh, Matt, make a make a perception check to see what else you kind of saw. Eight. Okay. You could. You had. You it's could, just a street. Well, no, there's just no way for you to know if those were the only bad guys in the town. This is a very, very big town, um, and oh, the, okay. the dismay that it is in right now seems kind of impossible for it to have been three bad guys. Um, but yeah. there's no way for you have been able to tell how many are out there. Okay, cool. Um, so I my thing is going to be I'd like to scale the side of this two-story building to get up on the roof to get a better angle of things. Um, okay. And I have my, if we still have all our equipment after mm -hmm. our spooky future jump, mm -hmm. um, I have a grappling hook and 50 feet of rope. Okay, so that's... Huck it up. Nope, it's a four. Uh, it's a zoop. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's a four. Um, did he get the hook on? Can I try to climb it? I well, that's so. Yeah. Oh, I did get the hook. Sure. Oh. Hell yeah. Because I have 12. double climb speed. Well, Ooh. but you didn't make the athletics DC. To climb, is all. Okay. Mido make an athletics trick? Twelve. Yeah, okay. It's a it's a like a like a cobblestone kind of building. It's easy to grip. Hell yeah. So you get up there. Is anybody else Naruto trying to get up there with, with him? Don't forget you have a child with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I is anybody throw checking her up in to on me. Her? Toss her up. I'll catch her. She is crying. It's all she throw can do her. not to be screaming. Hurl her body into the <laughs> flaming air. I feel like Isla picks her up and is trying to comfort her. Uh, okay, make a persuasion check with advantage to try to calm her down. Okay, it was a 24. Yeah, oh yeah, she's so calm. She's like uh, doing like meditative breathing in your arms, trying not to scream. Uh, okay. So is anybody else following Mido up or do we want just Mido to do an investigation check from the roof? I'm staying down with um. What's her name again? I'm sorry. Marsha. 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 Are you sure it's not a perception check from the roof? It. You know what? It damn well could be. Why did you do a perception check? Because because Mido is not intelligent, but he is wise. You know. Yeah. You know. I say go for it. Uh, thirteen. You see the three horses that sped by when. Uh, Jean-Pierre poked his head out the alley into the street. You see them far off towards the southern end of town now. You're kind of facing eastward, um, and you can tell because you can see the pond towards the east where it was southeast before. And you see 
above a couple of the lower buildings, um, white horses running through the streets, but you can't count them as they're like kind of um, polka dotting between the buildings rapidly, and you hear echoes and cacophony of screams from all around you. There's no way to tell what, uh, like, the volume of people here, how many people have evacuated, how many people are bad. But the one thing I will give you is that you are close-ish to the um, western end of town where there originally was no egress out of the town. Now there is one large one behind you where there wasn't before when you first entered the town. Um, And there are uh, flaming wooden kind of like barricades at the exit to town. And there are many bodies standing there you can't tell what they look like or who they are but they're there and there's a flaming barricade at the western exit to town um can i like from up here can i tell any better if the building on the other side of us is more of an imminent danger or not why don't you make an investigation check for that sorry that's an eight no you can't I think we should go west. West is where the barricade is. Yep. I think we should go west, guys. Are you yelling that from the top of this fucking thing? Yep. Okay, oh, make... No. What? That's a good way to get us. <laughs> make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, yeah. Nat 20. Okay. An arrow's, I have good decks. What a waste. An arrow zooms past you and you hear it coming just fast enough to kind of tuck and roll out of the way and you see two more of those people in this the like kind of burnt skull masks on their horses staring up at you with their arrows trained and ready what do you do excuse me uh i have a reaction called deflect missile okay i love where this is going i'm gonna throw the arrow back at them i'm gonna catch it out of the air and throw it back at them is that something you can only do in combat yeah sorry is that not yeah we're not in combat right now all right fair enough Sorry, um, super Jamie, cool, what's though. on the what's on the other side of the fence? If it's peeled up, I assume I can see through it a little bit. There's like little bit I, of, it's not like a solid piece of metal. There's a little bit of brush. Uh it's kind of like a it looks like a, to you meta chain link fence, but there's a little bit of brush behind it. Um why don't you make an investigation check to see if you can see what's past the brush? 8 It's dark over there. <laughs> So there, there's no lights or burning things beyond the brush. Not from what dark. You, yeah, not from what you can tell. Cool. Uh, I crawl under the fence. Bye. Okay. And through the brush to whatever awaits me on the other side. I just want to like not like emerge from it violently. Just like crawl through a little and see if I can get a better picture of what's back there. Okay, you crawl. Um, it's actually kind of like almost like a tunnel under some brush, um, and you're able to get through. It seems like some sort of like larger uh, animal came through, like a large dog or something made this tunnel. Um, and when you come out on the other side, you are on that what used to be that flanking wood, um, uh, dirt path. Not the dirt path. No, that would be this. You see where C2 is, where that road starts? Uh, starts near the farms or starts more towards the town center? More towards the town center. Yes. So you would be, you're coming out on that street that's kind of like a, um, like a fork off of the main street. 
Uh, You're coming out on what used to be that. But now it's like solidly paved in some sort of like weird black tar. It looks almost wet in the shining brightness around you like the like the glistening fire. Um, And there's no fire immediately around you. And from what you can tell, you could possibly make a straight shot from here to the woods. Cool. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Okay. Um, I crawl back through the brush to my friends and inform them that I have found what may be an escape. Okay. Um, Mido, what are you doing up there? Because I'm about to hit you with another arrow. <laughs> so, how Sorry, kind of they're, you to warn him? They're on the ground, or they're two stories up with me? No, no they're on the. They're on the, on the They're on the ground. Everyone else is oh, on so the ground. They're, they're advancing towards them. Nope. They see you. They don't see them in the alley. They see you on the roof because you yelled to your friends. Okay, I wink at my friends so that they know that I want them to run away, and then I don't I know that throw- a wink would read from two stories, but I like the endeavor. <laughs> he violently winks. <laughs> so okay, I'll I'm gonna throw my spear and then jump down after it. Throw it at the guys. Yeah. Okay. First of all, make a ranged attack. Fuck. Twelve. Does not hit. Damn it. Okay, uh, and then um. Make an acrobatics check to not take falling damage from a two-story fucking building. Not even worried about that. Oh, yes, uh, I am. To be Six. fair, the grappling hook is still up there if you wanted to, like, fireman down the rope. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say you were going to grappling hook, or did you say you were going to leap down into the street after your javelin? I, are we... Uh, do we all commonly understand that this is an anime character we're talking about, okay? Okay, two but stories did you also just roll a six, or... That's true. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I rolled a three. I oh. just have a plus three, so. Well, six it is. How to calculate falling damage. <laughs> I also, I'm not sure if you were serious or not earlier, but I did take one damage from punching the road. Oh, I was serious. Okay. This, shit's, this shit's season two, baby. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all right. Oh you got to start. Mr. Nice. This DM. is. Like in all animes, you gotta start low. Okay, you know? so it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be two d six from this building, my friend. Oh my god! What is it? Is it like one d six per fifteen feet or something? One d six per ten feet. I'm being generous. Oh, okay, you are being generous. <laughs> it's nine damage. I could take it. I could take grimace. it. Sorry. Grimace real also. Hard. Mido, are you jumping down into the alley near us or down at them where you just threw your spear? Down at them. Like, my okay, intention cool. here is to, like, hold them off so that you guys crawl away. Neat. So Thanks. After Didn't seeing... you get that from the wink? No, but I like it. <laughs> We're going to jump back. Uh, I'm going to have you roll initiative very soon, Mido, so if you want to just get that roll ready. But um, after seeing this, do, does it dawn on you guys that he, that's what he's doing or are you going to join him in the fight? Totally out of we meta. We have a child. Yeah. Matt, what's your uh, character's name again? I'm sorry. Jean-Pierre. Okay. And did you tell us that there was an... Uh, he did. He came, out out? Of, he, did? he came out yeah. of the hole and immediately told you. While okay. Mido prefers- was doing his fighty thing, I'm going to imagine I crawled out and was like, there's a way out this way. Grab the child. Let's go. I'm going to kneel down next to Marsha and just say... He found a way out. Mm-hmm. Go hide and wait for me to come get you. Is anybody going to come with me? I will. 
Okay. Well, yo, all right. It's better than no one. Let's go. <laughs> she she like heads towards the tunnel it's and starts to crawl. All right. The disrespect. I turn to Isla and I'm like, I told you I do not like children. See, I was right. She's fucking and then I out of here. Fucking yeah. hit the ground and army crawl out. Billy, what's <laughs> what you up to? I run to go help Mido. No, oh, no, you're gonna leave me to fight alone. I'm gonna die protecting Marsha. Fuck. <laughs> I also right. was going to help fight my, or help Mido. Okay, uh, so let's do Mido, Isla, and Billy roll initiative. Eleven. Eighteen. Five. I rolled a two and an out one. Yeah. So it's gonna go Billy, Mido, Isla, Skull Mask One, Skull Mask Two. You can call them Dude One and Dude Two if you want. Um, and they are atop horses. Mido, you are closest Aww. to them. And coming out of the uh the alley, Billy and Isla, you would be about twenty five feet from them. So why don't you start, Billy? I'm looking up the stats for a velociraptor as I shift into the form of a velociraptor. Oh my fucking already God. Oh, polymorph! You already have polymorph, or is this wild shape? This is wild shape. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and do bite or okay. claws. On which one? The one that looks like a bitch. They both look like bitches. They're wearing charred skull masks. The one on the left. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do bite. Okay. Oh, hold on. 18. So that'll be a dirty 20. Minus 2 plus 4. Yep. Okay, that hits. I rolled a 6. Okay. I take a 6. A six. You swoop in and you take a bite out of this knight's shoulder and as you do the kind of uh, skull mask clatters to the ground next to him um, and he's got an injured arm and an exposed face and he is just a scraggly looking human dude with a lot of rage and next in the order is Mido okay I want to run at one of the dudes and then hit him and then use the rest of my movement to get to my spear and get it back okay it's behind the right hand one on the ground, stuck into the grass. Perfect. So what I would like to do here is like vault over the horse and like knee him in the face on my way by to get to my spear. Okay, let's start that off with an acrobatics check. <laughs> I'm an anime character. So I mean, you don't gotta make checks. It's a thirteen. You get yeah. You know, no, it doesn't happen. Uh, God damn it. But make an attack roll, because you will still figure out a way to hit him, I'm sure, as an anime character. The attack roll is a 23. Okay, well, you get him. You just don't do it the way you intended. At the last moment, you see that you're not going to make the height to vault over the horse's head. Uh, and you kind of sideswipe, almost like uh, scooting along the hood of a car. Uh, and you knee him in the stomach on your way by. Uh, I get really intimate with the horse on the way. Yeah, you do. It's The horse is like, it. oh, am I being pet with a butt? Mm. Okay. Ooh. Well, the seven damage, so... Very oh, nice. good. Okay. My clumsy, clumsy Mido. So, yeah, you knee this guy in the stomach. Uh, and here, let me make a. Okay. No, he stays on the horse. And I scoop up my spear like Kung Fu Panda. Okay. 
never never seen it but no i'm sorry but when you were thinking about an anime mido as an anime character all this time i never once thought about kung fu panda uh you're lost hold on um can we pause for one second i'm so sorry my headphones died isla's turn isla well she walks out of the alley and is like completely distraught by what she is seeing and very mm-hmm. confused mm-hmm. but um she sees the guys and she's gonna try to use ice knife which is a okay. first level spell on which one uh the one closest to her your same thing as billy they're both equidistant from you the one that uh mido just need is a little more hurt um but the one that uh Billy hit uh, is no longer wearing a mask. I'm going to hit the one Billy just hit. Okay. All right. And you have to do a dexterity saving. Dexterity save. Oh, well. (laughs) That's going to be a four. I don't do it. Yeah, I didn't think so. So I'm going to do 1d10 damage. Ow! That's going to be a seven. Ow! Hell yeah. So, uh, you hit this maskless marauder, and as you do, uh, he falls from his horse and down to one knee, and he kind of clutches himself where your magic ice knife hit and uh, looks up at you with a rage in his eyes as he goes to attack you as well. Uh, he pulls his bow from behind his back uh, and aims it at you. Does an 11 hit? <laughs> no. He misses wildly the uh, bite mark on his arm, causing him to uh, shudder at the weight of his drawn string. And the second one is going to go as well. He kind of sits himself up from where he was crunched over atop his horse. Mido, are you still near him after you lunged past him to get your uh, spear? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So he rears his horse towards you to his left uh, and swings his great sword at you from atop his horse. <laughs> well, that's a natural two, so a five. Woo! I'll give them the finger. <laughs> uh, and next in the order is going to be Billy again. Okay, I'm for sure going to bite him again. Okay. I rolled a 19. Are you sure? You are laying down, rolling dice. I'm sure. Okay, I am capable, I am sure. Plus your strength is 17. Uh, So yeah, that would hit. My teeth thirst for their blood. Okay. Which one was that on? The one with the bow. Okay, minus four. Okay, he drops his bow. He is looking bloodied. Uh, and next in the order is Mido. Okay, I do more karate on him. The one on the horse or the one that's bloodied? Uh, the one on the horse. Okay. And let me see. I rolled a seven. Does that hit? Oh, that does not hit. And I'm going to take a pause in the middle of this and... Cut back to Jean-Pierre and Marsha. Oh, no. Marsha has just crested on the other side of this kind of brush tunnel, and you are coming out behind her. 
Indeed. Make a perception check as you exit the tunnel. Seven. You don't really see much. You still see that there is no imminent fire around you, and you don't seem to see anybody around you. The um, The edge of the forest is about... 50 feet ahead of you as you stand here at the uh this this street um what do you do um i point marcia to the woods and i say that's where uh, that's where we're going okay then, are you coming are you coming with me and i start i like i don't want to say like i grab her like a football but like grab her around the maybe by like the wrist and just start running okay make a stealth check 23. Okay, good. She got a 19. You guys hustle through. You see actually a few of these uh, skull mask wearing men walking around, but you manage to creep very quietly through this kind of open field, dodging and weaving, and uh, manage to make it to the edge of the forest. And do you walk further into the forest or do you wait at the edge in cover for your friends? No, I'm bringing you a little bit further in the forest. Okay. Find like some cover brush to cover her behind okay make an investigation check as you walk uh 10 okay as you walk you see a flicker of light uh further into the forest not so much like the burning fire barricade that you saw from afar but um or the fires in the streets rather but a different kind of flicker of light a few feet off in the forest past some of the heavier denser brush smaller like a torch maybe you can't really tell. You can't really tell what kind of reflect refraction of light is happening. Oh, oh, I understand. Okay. Yeah. Um, I s- look at Marsha and say, uh, wait here. And I sort of creep towards whatever the fire is. I just want to see, like, from a distance where it's coming from. Okay. Make a stealth check. Twelve. Okay. You get there. You step on a branch and you hear from about maybe 25 feet in the distance. You can't see where the voice is coming from, but you hear, hey, did you hear that? And you hear the rustling of leaves off to your left and make a perception check because you did get there. Eight. No, you, you still can't really see where the flickering light is coming from. You can't see like how big the source is or what kind of source it is. Okay, I draw my short bow and just ready it in the direction of where I just heard the voices. Okay, you sit there waiting, and as you have your short bow drawn on a foe that you cannot see, you hear back behind you, Oh, no, get your filthy hands off my pretty little dress! How far behind me is she? Uh, say 25 feet. Um, I whip around. Do I have a clear view of whatever's grabbing her? No. Uh, that she, I move she... towards it. Okay. Quietly, I hope. <laughs> Make a dexterity saving throw. A 20, but not natural. Okay. You manage to duck just as a large wooden club swings over your head as you crest through the bushes. Uh, and you see one man holding this club that almost just hit you and another man holding uh, Marsha up. So she's dangling from his arms with one of his hands over her mouth. Um, so I have a clear, I still have my bow out. Mm-hmm. Do I have a clear shot at the guy holding Marsha? I recognize that club man right next to me is maybe a little bit more pressing, but. Mm-hmm. Yes, you for sure do. Cool. I would love to draw an arrow and f- let it loose at him. Okay, roll with advantage because you already had it drawn. 
Ooh, thank you. Um, oh, 23 to hit. Fully hits. Fantastic. 1d6 piercing. Mm-hmm. But you have to correct me if I'm wrong. This is how I understand it. If I have advantage on the attack roll, that's a. I'm going to take this as a sneak attack then. Sure, it doesn't say anything about being hidden, so. Cool. So my sneak attack is actually 2d6 because we are at uh, third level. One. Jesus Christ. I just rolled two ones and a two. It's four. Okay. This is not going to go well for Jean-Pierre. Mostly I just want him to drop her so she can run. How much AC do you have? A 14. Okay. I'm going to roll initiative for them real quick. Okay. Do you want me to roll initiative? Uh, yes. It's a 19 for me. Okay. So you're going to be able to take a second turn right after the guy with the club who oh, cool. uh, comes back around and swings it at you. Did the Sorry, I hit the guy. Did he drop her or is he still holding her? Oh, let me make a constitution check. No, that you did cause him to drop her, and uh, she falls to the ground, but he's still got a hand on the back of her dress, uh, holding her by the collar. The man with the club swings around back at your head. So it's a 20, a dirty 20 hit. Yes, of course. Okay. That's going to do 1d4 plus his strength. So a 2 plus a 3 is going to be 5 damage. Thank you. And... That will be you next, but I'm going to swap back to the other initiative. And Isla, it is your turn. The one that Billy and you have both attacked is bloodied on the ground, cannot draw his bow at the moment. And the other is fully engrossed, trying to fight Mido from atop his horse. I would like to go after the one that's almost dead. The one that Billy and I have been going after. Okay. And I'm going to do Ray of Frost. Okay. That would be a 16. That hits. Yay. All right, and I'm going to do 1d8. And this is on the super bloodied one? Yes. It was a four. Okay. So you hit him with a ray of frost, and he keels down to the ground. You see the life leave his eyes as he hits the ground with a thud. And next in the order is going to skip him to the one that is currently attacking Mido. So the one on the horse is going to take out a hand crossbow and uh, try to get you with it from where he is. The horse is slowly stepping back about five feet from you. There's a three. Nice try, horse boy. Uh, Next in the order is Billy. I bare my teeth for my next victim. Okay. Ugh. 13. But you, Velociraptor, you also have a plus four to hit on bite, so it would actually be 17. So that does hit. Oh, yay! Give me that throat, horse boy! Let me make a constitution check real quick. He manages just barely to stay atop his horse as you come down and bite him in the shoulder. And uh, as you do so, he cries out in pain and you hear from a street away. What's going on over there? Are you under attack? Are they fighting back? And he cries out towards them, calling for more people as backup. And you hear the footsteps of multiple horses coming your way. What do you do? Uh, Should we run? It is Mido's turn, so you make the call, Mido. Shit. I want to run. Either, uh, either way, if you leave, you're the only one who's going to take an attack of opportunity. Yeah, we yeah. should skedaddle out of here. How you looking, 10 damage? Okay, yeah, fuck it. Let's leave. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
You've never tried to escape combat in D&D before. We're making history. Uh, yes. So first I'm going to make an attack of opportunity on you. Does a 16 hit? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's going to be a four damage. That's an unarmed strike. On me? Yeah, it kicks you. What the fuck? That's my move. <laughs> so you make it to the alley, make a stealth check to hide. Uh, 19. Okay, yeah, you hide behind that big uh, kind of metal crate that you were standing behind before. Isla, it's your turn. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to run after Mido. I kind of take his lead on it. If the guy whose whole thing is wanting to be like a noble fighter has just pulled the scene, hey. Isla's also very <laughs> overwhelmed. So she's going to go too. Uh, why don't you make a stealth check as you enter the alley as well? 20. Net 20. Okay, yep, you hide. Are nice. you guys going straight for the tunnel, or are you waiting for your friend? I think uh, Isla... No, I'll wait for Billy first. Okay, Isla, what are you doing? I think Isla just went for it. You're going through the tunnel? Yep. Okay, Isla makes her egress through the tunnel. She's now out of the initiative. Billy, are you staying a velociraptor as you enter the... Yeah, thing? I want to be conspicuous as possible while trying to escape. Okay, make a stealth check with advantage as you enter the alley. 15. No, wait, plus two. 17. You make it in, but he keeps an eye on your little dinosaur body as you bob and weave through the uh, alleyway. Amido, now that you see that Isla has gone through the tunnel and Billy's uh, straight behind you are going through the tunnel? Yeah, definitely. Okay, you both get away. He rears his horse up and tries to follow you towards the alley, but the horse is uh, scared off by something in the alley and he can't quite get a grip on it as you escape and he loses sight of you under the tunnel. Hey, it's your DM Jamie. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Attempted Adventure. I hope that you're liking Woven so far. This was a very fun session for us, and I'm so glad that you're uh, finally able to hear it. If you are enjoying what you're hearing and you're looking forward to hearing more, please go ahead and subscribe to us on whichever platform it is you get your favorite podcasts. We are on a lot of them. Um, and if you are not already, I highly recommend you follow us on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with the news. I put up trailers for every episode, so follow us there to keep updated on the the show and as always friends i will catch you in the next one bye